0: Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 398, and I'm Libya, your host. This week we have returning guests.
3: Hey, this is Peter from West Hollywood.
1: This is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis.
2: And this is Greg, TV enthusiast from St. Louis.
1: All right, let's
0: start off with the news. First up, we have that Luke Cage has been canceled by Netflix one week after they canceled Iron Fist.
2: Ooh. (laughs)
0: And the thing, I would normally be super upset, but I'm actually wondering if Marvel has something up its sleeve because canceling Iron Fist makes sense. Canceling Luke Cage does not. And we have to remember that Marvel slash Disney is launching their own streaming service starting uh, next year. So I'm wondering if they're prepping to bring all the Netflix Marvel shows over to their side of the streaming service. So we shall see because what I heard was Luke Cage got canceled at the negotiating table. They were negotiating season 3 and negotiations fell apart and they were like, "Okay, we're just going to cancel it." So yeah. that's not the same as with Iron Fist. I think Iron Fist they were like, "Yeah, you're canceled."
2: Well, I can see why they want to bring content, but I mean, you know, as we were talking about earlier, it's like there's just you know, at some point we we just can't have that many streaming services. You know, we're not going to be paying for mm-hmm. you know, five different streaming services all at you know twenty bucks a pop a month.
0: Well, I none agree. of them are twenty bucks a pop, but I see your point. I'm not disagreeing with you, um, but I think this is a this is a way of them launching their service. Unlike DC Universe, which launched its service with one show, which is Insanity um these guys i think disney's trying to launch their service with several shows uh, which makes way more sense um so we'll see what happens uh next piece of news i have cbs pickups for full season uh god friended me the neighborhood and magnum pi which is actually a somewhat of a surprise because the ratings haven't been great uh for magnum pi but it's by a production company that's Doing, um, Hawaii 5 and MacGyver. So I guess they, I, I think part of it is they don't want to make him mad and they want to see what happens at the end of the season. But it, it didn't, the show's not off to a strong start. My main comment. Um, other pickups we got, uh, Single Parents and Station 19 at ABC. Uh, Manifest got a full pickup at NBC. Um, Mark Ruffalo, is has been cast in a limited series on hbo called uh i know these things i know this much is true which is about twins it's supposed to be an epic story about these two twins and the dramas and the betrayals and the blah 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 and and mark ruffalo is playing both brothers so uh, i'm not sure if i care we'll see um elite has been given a season two on netflix for the five people who were watching it well maybe i'm saying that but obviously got picked up so more than five people it's 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 a teen high school drama so i'm sure all the teens were watching it just not me uh orange is the new black is to end at season seven for those who are sad about it i'm sorry but that show needed to
1: end so it does and i, I mean i enjoyed it i was watching it but it really reached its finale it's it's it arguably should have ended last year so yeah i'm not i'm not unhappy about this
0: (laughs) all right let's start off talking the shows first up we're going to talk about the walking dead and this was episode two the bridge for season nine and it's one month after the premiere which normally you know who those who've been watching the show know that time passes so slow on this show and this season, they've been cranking time like crazy, like they're in a rush to get somewhere. So uh, this episode really focuses on Rick's vision of the future and how it's all starting to break down with everyone sabotaging stuff, especially the guys that work for the who used to be Saviors. And I think Rick is finally starting to go, "Oh, these guys might be back at like I know he knew that." But his thing was, I'm giving you guys the benefit of the doubt, and it's up to you to disappoint me. And one of them did, and then got killed? Eaten? I don't know what happened to him at the end. where That's the big mystery. And at the same time, Michonne was at the hilltop trying to talk to Maggie and convince her to start making rules and laws and things like that. So, Allison, what'd you think?
1: Um, I thought it was a solid episode. Um... You know, I I am sort of marking time at this point, waiting for the whole thing with Rick. Um, but still, it's like uh, I mean, I I don't think it was one of their more astonishing episodes or anything. Nothing unpredictable really happened. Even the thing with Aaron at the end. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, that was kind of brutal. It was, and you know, it's. But I I I'm not sure exactly where they're going because obviously they didn't kill him as a result of it. But you know, this is hobbling him. They they essentially did to him what they decided not to do with Rick because of uh, logistically how difficult it would be to have this n- main character without a hand and now he's, you know, without half his arm. So um, I, I'm not sure exactly what the the end idea behind that is going to be. but um, I think they're trying to show the toll
0: of living there. I think that's the idea. Well, and also
1: the- to have...
0: Uh Enid be the one to cut off his arm was kind of harsh too
1: yeah, well, it did show some development certainly with her character because you know this is she's um they they did do a time leap, so we're supposed to look at her as more of an adult now and more responsible and you know capable of doing more than she she did before, so I think it it worked as far as that was concerned but uh yeah, i don't i the overall I mean it was a a good work a day episode of of Walking Dead it was like there weren't any any moments that stood out as being that was like one of the great memorable no. events of, of the series or any anything well, where oh my god the- they really just screwed themselves and did something incredibly stupid it was, it was just you know there. well the highlights for me because I just love Rick
0: is he got to run in like a hero and kill a whole lot of walkers and uh, knock down some some lumber and they crushed the walkers. That was a cool scene. I liked him being awesome like that. And then with the guy from Black Sails, the dude was all like, you got to control your animal or whatever, your dog or whatever. And he got in that guy's face and got to threaten him, which yeah. I always, I do love my Rick threats. So he was like, <laughs> if, if I ever see your face again, Stitches will be the least of your worries or whatever. What I do to you won't be fixed by Stitches.
1: And I was like, yeah. I love it. Love it. I do have the feeling we will be seeing him again, too. Otherwise, they wouldn't have cast uh, that particular actor. It would have been somebody more, you know, disposable. I I think he's, you know, on the, on the level of someone who is probably going to be around longer. I, I doubt that he was there just for what we saw. So I expect to see him back again.
0: Except that I saw him on another show and he was only in for this amount of time as well. I agree. I think the actor's really good. But I don't know. I loved him
1: in Black Sales. Oh, I did amazing. too.
0: I did too. Yeah. But I've seen him in a bunch of other guest star roles where he's only in it for a second. So I'm not holding my breath. Just because I know he's a good actor, I don't know if they know he's a good actor.
1: Well, I, I don't think it's so much that is that, you know, they've got somebody who is very recognizable you know it's like oh i've seen that guy before and even if you can't recognize specifically where so it just seems to me that they would have gone with somebody just more generic and kind of boring uh thuggish looking if they if they just had a really brief thing to be so fair he's pretty thuggish be, looking but in a hot way <laughs> in a very very hot way. um if i may say
0: well that's only because we've seen him mostly naked so you know know. yeah but
1: yeah but um the you know thing is and i I, you could be right but i i have this feeling that he's going to pop up again
0: okay um so the big question coming up in the next episode warning signs is what the heck happened to that character because he obviously recognized someone and then he got jumped Mm -hmm. so who was it Uh, but that's all I have to say about that. I mean, like you said, it was a solid episode. Nothing big happened one way or the other. Yeah. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about God friended me and this is episode three. And I have to say with this show, it seems like it was should be the cheesiest show you've ever heard of your life. Very much highway to heaven sort of deal. But it gets me every time when I'm like, I'm not going to fall for this cheesy thing, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh my God, that was so sweet. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm I'm really liking it so far. I think they're doing a really good job. Uh Greg, you saw Yeah,
2: yeah, it's um uh yeah, it was a really good episode. I I was kind of wondering where they were going because you know it kind of starts out with the kid doing the pickpocketing um and then they hire an investigator and I I didn't really see how all of that was going to tie together. Not at all. And then when yeah. they did the reveal that his social worker was actually his wa- uh, the guy's wife, and kind of all tied together, and then you know he is gonna i guess I don't know if that he's gonna
0: sense. adopt the yeah. kid, yeah
2: adopt him or give yeah. him a place to stay or whatever that was, that's uh, that was kinda, really cool. well
0: I mean, I think that's where it's going, yeah, they're setting it up for him to adopt the kid, uh yeah, and it felt very sweet and very elegant and very like there had to be a million threads to pull that together. And for him to still think that it's some random dude screwing with him, how could that guy have known those connections, you know? So it really feels like he should start at least questioning the account. And, um, and then he had a moment with his dad, which, which I thought was really cool. Like, they had a really good conversation. And then the sister, not that she was coming out, because she would already come out to her dad. But it was the fact that she didn't know how to talk to him about her relationship. So I thought that was great. All of that really worked well together for me.
2: Yeah, I'm going to keep watching.
0: (laughs) I thought you were going to say something really, you know, relevant and important right there. Okay. (laughs) So we both agree it's worth watching. If you haven't given it a shot and you'd like to feel good at the end of an hour, I think you should give it a shot. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about uh, Doctor Who. And this was episode two. And I can't remember the name of the episode, but. uh... The Ghost Monument. Right. That makes sense. Uh, I, it's like, she solidified the role of the doctor in the second episode. Like she was, you know, you're starting to feel like what kind of doctor she is at the end of the first one. But the second one, it's like, okay, I got it. And it really, really worked. And I like the companions and how they're all meshing together and I like that some of them are smarter than others. And and the one guy is like, I've trained my whole life for this, thinking that it's like a Call of Duty episode. And he runs out and does his thing and realizes, OK, I just need to follow the doctor. All right. <laughs> uh, all that was great. Uh, Allison, your thoughts?
1: Uh, I, I love the episode. I really did. And I, like you said, I think she, she just Jodie Whitaker just owns this part. Um, I, I really love her doctor at this point and, and I'm eager to see more of this. Uh, the episode was, was great. I mean, I, I had this feeling that the, the monument that they were looking for was going to turn out to be the TARDIS. And, uh, as soon as they, they showed that it's like, oh, right. Okay. Um, uh, cause you know, that's what they're searching for from the very beginning. It's like, why is the TARDIS not here? So I liked all of that and it prepares you for for the change in in the TARDIS on the inside which I have to say I'm not keen on I mean her doctor may love it I'm not so convinced (laughs) uh you want the
0: TARDIS to have another makeover
1: I I didn't want it to have this one that's for sure it's just you know the it, it it's sort of weirdly organic in a kind of alien way and that's just not really kind of the the more friendly space that I, I want from the TARDIS really, but you know, I'm, this is how they're going. You just have to get used to it. well, it it is what it is. Um, but, uh, but I like, I like her and I do like the companions also. And I, I loved that bit that they had where he thinks he's in a video game, you know, and very quickly discovers not so much, uh, not as easy as he thought it was going to be. Um, and and once again of course she she fixes everything by by using wits rather than brute force which i always love about the doctor so um i i thought it was a good solid episode and i'm definitely in it for more great
2: um yeah i um i like the way that they tied the episode uh this second episode into the first episode um, as they were kind of going through and explaining the planet and why it was barren, and they kind of tied it into the alien creature that we met in the first ep. Um, I though kind of thought that maybe the TARDIS had something to do with what was going on with the planet because um, when they, I guess, when they all get in the tent and they're talking about the ghost monument, they're saying that the ghost monument appears every uh, uh, some number of years. Um, and that they also mentioned that the TARDIS was out of phase.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: so maybe I was thinking that maybe the TARDIS was kind of bringing these objects to this planet or something. But um, it turned out that that wasn't, you know, that that wasn't the case. That that I think we're going to see or hear more about this new... Um, race of aliens? Uh, yeah, race of aliens. This, this new, um, I guess, uh, enemy for the Doctor um, as the season goes along. So... Ah, uh, definitely interesting, and and you know what? And I kind of like the new uh, TARDIS uh, l- uh, layout. Um, I think I think it's going to be cool. All
0: right, uh, Peter, your thoughts?
3: Oh, actually, I didn't finish this episode, so I didn't even realize it was going to be the TARDIS. So I don't really have much to say. I also really like Jodie Whittaker. I think she's she's uh, pretty terrific. So I'm liking the show, but unfortunately, I didn't finish the episode, so that's why I didn't say anything.
0: This is our sad face, Peter. Catch up with your homework. <laughs> All right.
3: Yeah, she's great.
0: All right, next up, we're going to talk about Manifest. And I think <laughs> this is the last podcast where we will be talking about Manifest because <laughs> none of our uh, my fellow podcasters will be watching it. And I remember Greg was like, I'm out. And I, and I was like, well, I don't know. And then I watched the episode, and I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not going to really fight anybody over it. It's just – it's so – it's like – The way God friended me makes me feel at the end of the episode, which is happy and and invigorated and hopeful, manifest. If it's supposed to be about God or whatever, it's not working and it's not making me feel good about anything and just making me sad and depressed because these guys are crappy actors. Like all the things like it feels like the script is written by numbers, you know, and I can predict the very next thing that's going to happen before it happens. And that's not good.
2: Yeah, and it, were, they, were they copying off Doctor Who with the whole Weeping Angel thing? Oh,
0: I it? know, right? I was like, yeah. why is there a Weeping <laughs> Angel on my screen? Yeah. Uh, uh, but,
2: yeah, the, the thing that really got me is, like, I can't believe that the writers actually thought that I would care about the daughter shoplifting, and they spent so much time on it that. It's not was about like,
0: the this, daughter shoplifting yeah, so much. It was, it was about that she called the boyfriend instead of her father. That was really what it was about, and I didn't care about that either. No idea. So... And I was like, wow, the new boyfriend's hotter than her husband. So, like, (laughs) 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 oh, man. Nah. I don't care about their family life. And I think he's not behaving in a way that's believable. He's, like, he's trying so hard to be a good guy that I actually don't believe that would be his reaction to finding out that his wife is in love with some other dude even though he intellectually he might be like well I understand I was gone for five years and you may have moved on and intellect but viscerally that's not his that's not how he's gonna react I don't believe it right and if it is then I find it boring because he's a boring person so yeah, the,
2: the characters aren't behaving like why would the daughter who has never done this before just all just just all of a sudden well there's
0: I mean people do if that they, they, if they, they, they,
2: they... To do that they should have had the the son hear something because you know and tie it into the actual story maybe the son hears something that causes him to shoplift and at least it would be tied into like the overall you know right
0: well they're trying to show that the daughter has emotional issues with them coming back and she has stuff she hasn't dealt with i get it i don't just don't care i don't care yes and And that's (laughs) and that's the fault of the writers they should be making me care about these people and they're not doing it Um, Allison,
1: your thoughts? Um, I haven't watched it since the pilot. (laughs) Okay, then. That's awesome. That was, that was it. That was out right then.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Charmed and its season premiere. Series premiere, sorry. And, uh... I will say that I was not a fan of the original Charmed. I thought it was the most cheesy show on television, and I hated it a lot. Uh, But I gave this show a shot because everybody kept saying, well, this one might be good. It might be better. It might be blah, 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 blah. And it was better than the original Charmed. I like the sisters. They got me to like the sisters pretty quickly, except for the youngest one who's trying to pledge whatever sorority she's trying to pledge. I find her not as sympathetic and not as interesting, but the old, the older two sisters, I like them pretty instantly. So there's that. And then the, the light charmer, what is it? He's a knight. He's a light. White. He's a, a what? Player. A white, a white lighter. lighter. I think. They yeah, call white, it. Yeah. Uh, I like what he's trying to do. He's basically being sort of like a Giles sort of yeah. character.
2: How did they have to give him a British accent? That just made it seem too because
1: much Because like... he's Giles. Isn't he British? Isn't the, the, act, is, yes. isn't the actor British, The actor though?
2: is British, yes. Oh, okay, okay. Well, he sort of did a normal thing then.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> he did that thing where
2: he <laughs> that, was British. It's a fake normal thing, yeah. Yes. I'll well, say... actually,
1: his his accent does sound a little strained. I don't think that that's his, his regular accent he's british but he, I, I don't think that bbc british that he uses is the way he normally talks so what alison what do you think um i enjoyed it i never watched the original charmed so you know i have i have really nothing to compare it to um i i like the show i like the characters like you i i didn't care for the the youngest daughter i thought that they were just straining way too hard to make her like some you know teeny bopper and she just came out kind of Stereotyped and shallow, mm-hmm. um, so I'm hoping that you know with time that's gonna sort of work its way out and she becomes more complex and more interesting. Um, but yeah, so it's it's she she was just kind of the one false note, and uh, other than that, you know I there was a lot to like. I, I do like their quasi Giles, um, and uh, you know it just they 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 of course came in you know with the whole Me Too. Uh, bent to the storyline which i thought was um i mean it was a little on the nose but it was it was still nice effort i i like the way they do it i hope that they continue handling other subject matters maybe with a little lighter touch (laughs) but uh other than that it was it was a good first outing i mean certainly enough for me to want to tune in again hey peter i know you watched this one right
3: i did i really liked it um i was I also never saw the original Charmed. I had always heard it was pretty mediocre. um, And I had heard a lot of the, uh, what is it, Rose McGowan and I think Shannon Doherty were not very supportive of the reboot. Um, But I, yeah, I thought it was a really fun pilot. Um, I mean, honestly, for the kind of show it is, you know, kind of a Buffy, kind of like, yeah, you're right, definitely a Giles type character. I thought it was... For a pilot, I mean they are really i didn 't really have much criticism I mean like it it moved well. I even loved at the end the um, the villain of the week when they are going to kill there's that one there's a character that there's a guy that there's basically a professor right who was exonerated of um, assault. is that what it is I think yeah, and so he 's in a wheelchair, and then there 's another student that one of the characters is arguing with, and he that student gets stabbed at the end and so the three they have to like save him and the evil villain guy is very much like him he's terrible like <laughs> I
0: was
3: like even the villain thinks this guy's awful um but I thought it was yeah I thought it was a good yeah I mean I don't really I thought it was funny oh one thing um I don't know if anybody else has seen this I know I mentioned this to Libya uh last season stars had a show called Vita and, um, it was only the first season. I think it got renewed, and it's basically about uh two sisters who their mother dies, and it's basically about them moving back to East Los Angeles and their culture and life. There was a quality of the two sisters in charmed, obviously it's more supernatural and lighter and stuff, but that kind of reminded me of of Vita uh, in a good way that I was like, oh i like I like seeing this, you know so uh yeah, so no yeah, thumbs up for me, so far, liking me. The CW for Sundays or whatever nights. I, I thought but, yeah, yeah it's good.
0: Uh, Greg
2: Yeah, I actually did watch uh, the original show. I joined after Shannon Doherty left, and then Rose McGowan was brought in and so um, and so I thought they did a good job of kind of retelling the story um, and kind of revealing what the big bad is because uh, it's the same as the original show. you know, it's the source of all evil, and they've got the white letter there. Um although I can't really see I guess in the original show you know the white ladder actually ends up marrying the uh, oldest sister and having a baby, so I don't see that happening in this, <laughs> that this would new be a month, weird. but uh but i yeah i didn't um I don't know if it was strong enough to uh keep me watching week to week, but I thought it was a, a good premiere
0: huh. okay excellent uh but as we say that uh I will say that there were some weird similarities between this show and legacies which i i was kind of disturbed by because i was like wait they're gonna say we copied off of them uh and also reminder legacy premieres on on thursday thank you on cw that is my plug the end (laughs) um next up we're gonna talk about uh supergirl which actually came on before charm but whatever my order's backwards uh, I haven't watched Supergirl in blah, two seasons, three seasons, two seasons. It hasn't been on that line. I watched season one and two. Then I didn't watch three and four. Is that right? And is this five? No, this is four. Oh, this is four. Okay. Well then I only didn't watch one season and I still didn't know half the people that were on it. I was like, I didn't know Brainy, whoever Brainy was. Yeah. Well, they were calling him Brainy, so whatever. Well, they do
3: kind of call him Brainy. You're right. They do. But, and I
0: mean, and yeah. so I didn't know who he was, and there were people missing, and there was all this stuff going on, and I was like, I no clue. And then Jimmy Olsen and uh, whoever his girlfriend is, I'm blanking on her name, uh, Lane, not Lois Lane. Um, Lena. Lena. Lena Luther. L- Luther right. She's they're with, yeah, they're together and it was weird. I don't like well, it. Oh,
3: I think they make a good couple. I like uh, the two. Ju- well, you haven't seen the last season.
0: I think they I know, been- but I, I didn't just, like it. I, when I just well, watched it.
3: I just watched. I just burned through Supergirl on Netflix, so I was quite excited about the premiere. So yeah,
0: I'm not saying that the premiere wasn't okay. <laughs> okay.
3: It was good.
0: It was, it, a- it was a decent premiere. I there was only one moment where I wanted to scream and yell at Kara uh when she was in that when she was talking to um john and he was trying to explain to her his theory and she's like you're just wrong because you're just you know wrong and he was like what uh and so she flips out on him because she doesn't want to even consider his opinion and she's like humans aren't racist because they're really nice to me so you're crazy to think that they're racist and i was like wow, wow. okay okay so what did you think? Well, okay,
3: wait. You and I discussed this uh, pre-podcast. Okay, my thought is that I like Supergirl as a show a lot. However, I always have to remember that the kind of weird way, I think Charmed is going to be like this too. When I'm watching Supergirl, a lot of times what they do is the message of the week, you know, the the kind of – you know, the 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 all-inclusive, very diverse uh, cast and ideas that they're trying to get across. Essentially, Supergirl, I think, is made for, like, 15-year-olds. So, I, so, you are right that when, basically, Jean was like, hmm, I think this is a hate crime, and Kara's like, no, 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 I think it's just a science thing, you know, things are much better now, the world has gotten better, I was like, oh, well, basically what they're doing is, Kara is going to learn her lesson by the end of the episode and realize, oh, my God. And it's a good scene when she reali- when she when she reads all the terrible tweets on the dark web and she sees how many people are completely racist and awful and stuff. And, that, you know, we still have a long way to go. It's just that it's made for a younger audience. So I'm not saying that you're not right to roll your eyes and be like, oh, come on. Like and I did, too. But it's, I mean, it's not really made for...
0: Well, you know, then, exactly. It's a, it's so a, it's, not, it's subtle, not made for me, so then why should I be watching show. it? It's, it's
3: not a subtle show. I mean, but, but, but the messaging is good. That's good messaging. And I got to say, man, the assistant, the new intern, well, is she like the intern?
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: So basically, Kara gets a new version of Kara, right? Like a person who's just as like peppy and overworked and all this kind of stuff, and she realized, oh my God, you're like, you're the new version of me. Um, I don't remember the actress's name, but she is the first uh, transgender actress I think in the CW universe. I don't know if she's going to be a superhero. I thought I had heard she was going to be a superhero, but 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 anyways, um, she's great, super charming. A lot of she's a great character and everything. So I I really like Supergirl. Again, I uh, I am not saying it's a super subtle show, but the things that you complain about, I'm always like, well, I, I get it, but. I don't know. I I, I like get it,
0: what it you're saying true. that it's made for 12-year-olds and stuff, but I'm not 12. So, I know, but And so okay, but my see. point is you can make shows like this without turning away your adult audience. And Supergirl, as soon as they got to like season two, it's like they forgot that adults were watching the show. And you, they, I, they did I, everything designed for 14-year-olds, and it doesn't work for me. You have to be able to balance both, and, and Supergirl doesn't do that.
3: I do, I, and I agree with that criticism. I still like the show, but I I agree with what you're saying. But look, in you know, other episodes, other stuff, you know, I love seeing Alex. I like her new suit. I like the stuff that she's got. Um, oh, wait, actually, one thing that I brought up, and um, did, did anybody else, did Greg, did you watch this? I sure did. So, okay, speaking of character stuff, um, I was a little... I'm assuming he has to come around and Livia did not watch the previous season, but I was a little frustrated that John, and I'm not saying this because they're both, you know, black characters, but like, I was a little frustrated that John is now on his basically Morgan quest. Yes.
0: <laughs> you know, <he> was, <laughs> <Yeah. right. laughs> life is precious. Not all many anyone. All life yeah. is precious. Yes. Dead, I, I
3: bought it. I'm like, all right. This one I guess it's like the father's dying wishes and I love that in Supergirl season 3. The relationship between John and his father was great. Yeah. But I was kind of like what's really? I was like John's going to be peaceful now.
2: I was like I don't know if I buy this. Like so anyways, what do you think? Um yeah, I mean there were you know, I kind of agree I, I agree with both of you. Yeah, it's not, you know, it's it's not um it's not Arrow, right? You know, um no. no. Uh, but um you know, there, there were some interesting parts of the episode that is actually going to make me tune in. I, I want to see what happens, you know, because I love Linda Carter, you know, yeah, way back in the, you know, days of Wonder Woman. But, you know, the fact that she's the president of the United States, but she's an alien. An alien. That right. shot. Now they just found out that the president of the United States is an alien. Um, I, I thought that's <laughs> I thought that kind of entertaining. And I definitely want to tune in to see. Uh, and plus, they, you know, the... I guess the hint that they did at the end of last season with the, the other Supergirl that landed in Russia. Right. Um, I guess we heard that that from a previous podcast, we heard that that's in the comics. And so I kind of want to see how that plays out, too. I'm not sure why uh, she's, uh, um, I guess, punching a hole through a mountain, but I guess we'll find out. Right, yeah. Did you like it, the premiere? Yeah, yeah, I sure did. I like it better than the season finale.
3: Yeah, I was I was kind of yeah I agree. The season finale I was kind of meh on. Uh, This was a a good episode, so I
2: liked it. Libya, keep on, keep on.
3: Oh yeah, I don't
0: know about that. Let's move on. Oh wait, wait, go ahead. Tune in to see Box Lightner, right? (sighs) You keep trying. (laughs) You keep using Box Box Lightner against me, (laughs) just because he's my Kryptonite. All right, let's move on. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about. Uh, season premiere of Arrow. I figured since I gave Supergirl a shot, I'd give the Arrow premiere a shot, which I quit watching that show even longer ago. So I really don't know what's happening. I watched the previously on and I was like, okay, so the dude from Oz try- is trying to kill everyone, but he got away, and then Oliver's in prison to keep all his friends out of prison, but his family's in witness protection because that bad guy's trying to kill them all. Okay, check, go. And I have to say, the stuff in prison was halfway interesting, and I enjoyed it. The stuff out of prison with all the other people that didn't go to prison, with all, like, the new folks, was terribly boring. I was afe- asleep. Like, it. I, no. No. I... Unless... Once Oliver gets out, and then it starts... It maybe works better, but, man, just watching all the characters without Oliver was so boring that there are just no words. That's all I'm going to say about that. Anybody else see Arrow? Or do you want me to reiterate why I decided to watch this episode, of Arrow? Yeah. <laughs> tell, the, <laughs> tell the audience, Livia. <laughs> <laughs> well, the trailer showed Oliver Queen in prison having to fight other prisoners. And then it showed part of the trailer where Oliver Queen was in the shower and had to fight off five or six prisoners. And I was like, oh, that'll be interesting to watch. So it was as entertaining <laughs> as promised. I thoroughly enjoyed the scene, but I don't know if that's going to be enough to sustain me to watch another episode. Like, bleh, I don't know. All right, right, I'm. if nobody else is watching Arrow, we're going to move on. Uh, next up, we talk about The Flash, which has gotten even cuter with the daughter, Nora. I love her so much that I will excuse almost anything. So she has become the new star of the show for me, and I love her relationship with Barry, and I love her angsty non-relationship with her mom, and her mom's feelings just getting hurt, and just, like, all that family drama, I am there for it. And I love that uh, the dad, uh, he basically, you know, Barry like was like, how i don't know how to deal with Nora. she won't do what i says and she keeps doing dangerous things and she's doing all this and that and uh he's like oh you mean like how you used to do and how and he's just laughing at it and it was great it's like the grandparents ultimate revenge is to watch their kid have to deal with a, another version of themselves so all of that stuff was pretty great for me and the the supervillain. I'm not sure I feel about him yet. I, I need more details. But they showed that he's super strong and formidable. Uh, Greg, your thoughts?
2: Oh, um, I like the episode. I, um, I like uh, some of the, you know, despite the the main uh, thing that was going on, I like Cisco uh, on a quest to try to get over his girlfriend, and that's really? not working. Because apparently they're linked through space and time, um, so he's never going to be able to forget her. Um so I don't know if that means that they're planning to bring her back or not but uh it seems like they should otherwise he's going to be mopey he's going to be mopey Cisco for quite some time um uh but I and also like uh, gosh I wish I could remember the the character's name it's uh, it, uh she's married to to Joe West um um uh and they have the baby and yeah. so and so she loses her power she, she she's uh, she's wanting to be like this the, the world's greatest mom because she always knows like what her baby is thinking. Right. But then she loses her power, and what does she do? The first thing she does, she runs to she runs to the um, Star Labs, and it's gonna bring home like <laughs> I was like,
0: right? Whatever. I was like, I've seen this episode of Black Mirror. This does not end well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that was funny. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm um, – I do – I am intrigued by the villain. I kind of want to see how that plays out. Um, um, But I don't know. How did this uh, villain that apparently can create cubes, how did she even escape from Iron Heights? I didn't really get that. Or, or did they just walk over that?
0: I don't remember. Um, did, did they say she escaped from Iron Heights?
2: Well, she said she was in Iron Heights, um, and that's why she – killed the first guy. Yeah, but Um, I
0: think she got out, like, (laughs) on good behavior. Like, I think she just got released. I don't think she escaped. Oh. Okay. Because apparently when she went in, she wasn't very strong. It was like she got her abilities while she was in there. Because everybody didn't take her seriously. Remember? Everybody underestimated her. Right. So, I I don't know. I didn't care about that storyline. I only cared about Barry and Nora and iris like that's what i thought was the meat of the show any other thoughts before we move on
3: well i mean i will say i did not see this episode and i am not a flash person um grant gustin i think is kind of bland uh as a lead lead he's my least favorite of the cw superhero uh actors however i would agree um that Nora is fantastic and it I am probably gonna watch the next episode because I'm like ah, she's so fun so I mean bully to Flash for getting me I mean I have not I think I maybe only saw season one like so the, the, the fact that I'm kind of like oh I might watch this now so that's a big win for them not that they care but you know
0: <laughs> 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 yeah
3: so yeah thumbs up on Nora yes
0: Next up, let's talk about Black Lightning. And this was episode three, two, something like yep. that. Uh, and I have to say, the most moving, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that happened in this episode, but for me, the thing that choked me up was the very end where Jefferson tells all the students that he's, you know, reti- has to leave because of mistakes he made. And he didn't, I give him credit, he didn't blame anybody but himself. He was like, when you make mistakes like this that are unexcusable, then you have to face the consequences. And these are my consequences. And he broke it down in a way that the students would get. And I really liked how he did that. And then they had like a stand by me moment where the students did everything but stand on top of their desks. And they <laughs> did the little chant for him, And I was like, oh, my God, that's so sweet. So that really filled me with a little bit of joy. So what do you guys think?
2: Um, well, I like the, I like the, um, uh, you know, they kind of figured out this, uh, I guess this boy, they kind of, they thought he died, but then they thought he came back to life. Um, the one thing though, um, and he, and I guess his superpower is, is that, yeah, is can. that if he looks at you, you tell the truth. Right. But the one thing I guess I, I didn't know why they did was that it seemed like every time he looked at someone and they told the truth, it was always like, um, it wasn't anything positive. You know, I mean, everyone seems yeah. to be having a good time and they're sitting around the table and then but then he looks at people and, and the, the worst things are coming out of their
0: mouth. Yes, like- I feel like it's a little more than just the truth.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, originally when I when they they started showing him manifesting his power, I thought, wow, that's a sucky power to have. It's like you have the power to make everybody hate everyone. Yeah, Um uh, that's what it seemed like. I, yeah, it, but it's I like think if it's, it's truth telling, then shouldn't there be some some positive truths that come out as well, or just neutral truths? But it's you know, always... instead, a... everybody is just like right. attacking each other. But to of... be
0: fair, there no one's lying. It's not like he's making them hate in a way that's
1: not there. So he's no, bringing I mean, out but... stuff that is there. But from the perspective of the writers, is what I'm saying. It's like you know, is is that what you really are, are saying to us that the truth that everybody is hiding is something horrible, everybody hates each other, everybody has something negative, I think it would have been nice if they had balanced that out with just some neutral truths and positive ones because we didn't see a single instance of, of a positive truth come out. So it was it was just kind of weird, the way yeah. it was like saying, Well, the truth that everybody has is that everybody is terrible inside. And I don't think that yeah. was really the message they were trying to convey.
2: Yeah, like deep inside, like everyone really hates everyone. We just put on this uh facade to get yeah. along with people around us. Yeah. Yeah, that's the indication I got out of it.
0: Hmm. Yeah. All right. That is, as we agree, a sucky power. Um <laughs> Yeah, but I
2: they could have done something so funny like uh, all of a sudden they're sitting around the table and it's like, uh, "You're Black Lightning, oops," and then <laughs> That would kind of cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, because even when they told their truth, they did it in like in code. So yeah, it was strange that they were hiding everybody's identity at the at the table. Uh, I did like that the the what's his name killer or something i forgot his name he showed up on the rooftop for his ex and then she like kicked him off the roof when well, she kept telling him to go And he's like no i'm not gonna leave she's like go no i'm not gonna leave she kicked him off the roof i thought that was epic uh next up let's talk about this is us and this it was a very special episode um for jack in vietnam and well most of it was in Vietnam, but a lot of it was also... Really, it was Jack and his brother. And the whole concept of knowing where everything turns out, let's go backwards. Uh, that's pretty much what they did in the episode. And I enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, when I talked to my mom about it, she said she really missed the other characters and didn't understand the point of spending all this much time with Jack. She was like, he's dead anyway, so who cares? And I was like, well, mom, that's harsh. Um, but I, I understand that the reason they're giving us this information, one is because Kevin is on his way to Vietnam. So Kevin's going to be in the midst of trying to discover this stuff. But I think that, um, they're giving us a basis for what he understands. So I think that's why they're doing it.
1: Well, you know, they've always gone back and forth showing us the different uh, phases of, of their lives. And we've, we've gone back before plenty of times to things that are just Jack and Rebecca. And, uh, this is an instance where we're going back to just Jack, but I appreciate it because, you know, they've, they've talked a little, they, I mean, they've given us tiny little bits and pieces that he had a brother, but they never really followed it up with anything and, and they never expanded on that. Now we're getting, information on what that relationship was and what the loss of that relationship is going to mean to Jack's development as a as the person who we get to know later and I think that those are crucial things and uh, considering how they they cast the grandfather I think we're going to be seeing more intergenerational stuff too and it does relate also because you can see the alcoholism obviously started generations earlier so you know it's it's watching this progression and how it eventually pays off and it affects the the characters that we know in the present tense,
2: yeah, I was i i this show just continues to impress me. I mean, you know, just like when the show opens in the first a couple of scenes when you see Jack like um get to the camp and stuff, I'm just looking at this going. Did they really hire all these extras to like? I mean, this was this look. It looked like a full movie set. I it mean, did. like they spared no expense, and they've done this before. Like when they flash back to Kevin's um, football games, and they have like an entire crowd. I mean, like it, it doesn't look like that CGI. I mean, no. it looks, I mean, they they, they, have,
0: they have enough extras people. for stuff like this,
2: dude. That I mean, it's just incredible. I'm just looking at this, going, this is like it's it's like watching a movie i mean the 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 amount of detail and things that go into i mean what what is a single episode um is is just incredible um and uh, i don't think i've ever seen portrayed like the the way they did the whole thing of, of going to the bar and sitting there and actually seeing the draft actually happen on TV. I don't think I've ever seen that on television before.
1: No, that was really interesting to watch. It's, I, I'm old enough to actually remember things like that happening. But I have never seen uh, a depiction of that in, in any movie or TV show. And that was actually, I mean, the, that, that kind of thing was, was extremely emotionally fraught when it happened. Because yeah. people were being—I mean—it was like getting a death sentence. You know, you you your number was coming up, and um, no, it didn't affect anyone directly in my family. But I remember watching that and and knowing of uh, of other people whose families it affected, and it's it, it's never been talked about before, and it is a big deal. So I I really appreciated that.
2: Right. Yeah, and especially when they did the scene, and they finally kept flashing back and flashing back, and then they flash back to actually. Um uh Jack's brother being born mm-hmm. and then you just see kind of like all of the babies who just happened to be born on that day. Yes. Just happened that you know, because of the draft their that their number was up. Right. Yep. Yeah, it was uh, it was really it was really <laughs> well
0: <laughs> sorry. I'm just used to crying for this is us. Um but yes, thumbs up. It, it was this was fun. really well done. I agree. All right, uh next up we're going to talk about Camping on HBO that I didn't watch, but other people want to talk about. I didn't watch it because it looked terrible. Uh let me know is that true or false?
1: Uh it's true. <laughs> <laughs> in a word, I I tuned in because it it's it co-stars David Tennant and so that's always going to get me you know interested and and you know I figured I'd give it a chance and to be fair it does have its moments there are some some little bits of humor in there that that are funny and that I, I laughed at but overall it the, the trouble with the the show is that the characters are not only just unlikable um, and uniformly unlikable but they're, they're such grotesque stereotypes of this particular type of, you know, uh, kind of upper middle class hipster douchebag type um, that it's, it, you, you just, they're so ridiculous that you, you find yourself going, why am I watching this? And why do they all have to be so exaggerated and so artificially awful? Um, you know, if they pulled back, and, and tried to make them more realistic. I think maybe the humor would have arisen more organically, and you also might have had characters that you actually can tolerate watching. <laughs> um, but they're all so awful in their own ways that, you know, and 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 also I don't understand how this can get stretched across an entire series because I could see it as an hour-long or two-hour-long movie, but it's uh, the the idea that this is going to be like, you know, eight, ten episodes, I can't even figure out how they're going to stretch this. Uh, Peter,
0: yeah, your
3: thoughts? I, um, I I watched it because it's produced by uh, Lena Dunham and um, Jenny Connor, who did Girls. And I liked Girls. I don't think Girls is perfect, but I thought that Girls was able to touch upon a certain kind of, again, Allison's right, a kind of hipster... Well, but in that one it's more millennials type of thing and it it did also have unlikable characters but it felt like i don't know it felt like i wasn't really seeing this anywhere else with camping i like jennifer garner i like david Tennant. i i like juliet lewis most of the cast um i agree with allison i don't know how this is going to be if the whole show is just camping i don't know how that works um but also yeah it's It's strange. I don't mind having, especially for something that has some comedy, I don't mind having characters that are kind of gross, kind of stereotypes of a certain type of person. That's not necessarily, that could work in a comedy. Um, But the biggest thing to me was, it's not that I thought it was terrible. It was more that I just thought it was terribly mediocre. I was just like, "Eh, this is just like nothing here, you know? Like, so I will say this. Because of the cast, I will probably give it... And it's only 30 minutes. I think I probably will watch one more episode and be like, like, I'll give more. Because, you know, sometimes pilots aren't great. So I will give it a chance. But but yeah, I I was pretty disappointed. I didn't think it was very memorable.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about Hill House or The Haunting of Hill House?
1: The Haunting of Hill House, Yeah.
0: Okay, so also didn't watch, and not, this one not because I thought it was bad. It's because I heard it's really good and terrifying, and I don't like to be terrified,
1: so I didn't watch it. Uh, what did you guys think?
3: Go ahead, Allison.
1: I uh, you go first. Okay. Well, um, I didn't think it was all that terrifying. There are some jump scares in it. Um, you know, there's a few. There's a few little moments that that are genuinely good. Uh, if if what you're looking for is a scare. and um, but I, I think overall, first of all, it moves at an absolutely glacial pace. The dialogue is pretty dreadful. And the acting, which which is surprising because it's a solid cast, but the acting is incredibly dull and pedestrian. Um, I just I just didn't find. A whole lot of, it's, it's like everyone's kind of sleepwalking through their part and but there are parts where you know you expect people to have big reactions to what's going on and how they're reacting to things seems incredibly muted under the circumstances um but you know and 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 you know it's just what really annoyed me uh, most about this because, because i've seen a lot of there it's been getting great reviews and I guess it's getting great reviews, mostly from people who know nothing about the novel it's supposed to be based on, and it's it it has absolutely nothing to do with the novel it's supposed to be based on. Um, You know the the it it's got the title and it happens in a house, and and that's about. (laughs) I'm sorry. It that's the end. Literally, they completely remade entirely different characters. Uh, for this, for this thing, the characters in the in the show are not the characters in the book, um, and and the, what's happening with all the things that happened as children and that you know, that are happening now, none of that is exactly zero of that is in the book. The book is about literally a bunch of psychic researchers who spend like like two days in this haunted house, and and that's it that's and and only two of them are related to each other and that's like a husband and wife and i it, it's just nothing of of the same and if they were going to do this story they should have at least just made up their own story and called it something else and not told us this was going to be the haunting of hill house which by the way as a novel is considered one of the great works of literature american literature and this was just not and i that also leads me to the other thing that just made me incensed about it was that the haunting of hill house is written by shirley jackson and the the novel shows up in a meta form as a novel written by one of the characters in the show and what character do they choose one of the men and so we get a a novel that's originally written by a woman and it gets repackaged in this series as a novel written by a man and that that just seemed like insult on top of injury to me i mean they had they've got like three daughter characters they could have handed it off to and instead they choose that and it just it was just Oh, okay. So much that, that drove a me crazy. Take it breath. yeah. All right, so Peter, and also I... the house is pretty terrible. It's like it's more like a theme park ride than a house. I'm gonna guess that Peter has a different opinion.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have not read the book, um, and i I agree with Allison that that I don't understand if you have because there's five kids, three girls, two boys, and and one of them is named Shirley. I've, oh, is that the mom? the mom Shirley. there is there is somebody named shirley so technically if they're going to do like you're saying you're right i don't know why they didn't have shirley or at least one of the female characters be the writer i absolutely agree with you you're totally right on that i there's no defense to that i don't know why they made that decision having said that um i went into this show um i'm a i'm a fan of mike flanagan mike flanagan is a writer director who Has been doing. He's had some successful, smaller-budgeted horror films, and so when I heard he was doing a Netflix show, I was like, "Oh, I was like, well, this would be interesting because he did Oculus and he did the second Ouija movie, and they're all good, and and all of his movies are always about essentially horror from basically uh, family dysfunction. So when I saw the trailer for this, I was like, "Oh, this makes sense why he would do this because it's a family." And you see them as kids and then you see them as adults and like something terrible happened. And, and I was like, yeah, this makes sense that he would do this. Now, I had no idea that it's nothing like the book. Yeah, I, can, I have no defense on that. You're right. I don't know why they decided to keep the name. I don't know. But just judging it for me as this is what this guy's interested in. Uh, and his wife is one of the, the – Mike Flanagan's wife is um, – she is uh, Thea. I think she's the middle sister. Uh, and she's been in his movies, and I always think she's good. Um, the thing I would disagree with you on, because I can't really argue against what you're saying on that factual level, is um, I do think it's creepy. Um, and I don't see it's interesting. I wouldn't I, – I do think maybe the episodes are a little longer than they need to be, which is a classic Netflix thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, like, I like shows that are 42 minutes instead of 50. But – and I agree. However, having said that, from what I've seen so far, I've seen five episodes. Each episode is about a particular character. So I don't really – that doesn't seem like a snail's pace to me. That is like, okay, this episode is about the drug addict brother. This, addict, this episode is about – so I'm like, that feels like that structurally makes sense. So I didn't think that was bad. I mean maybe – yeah, maybe it's a little long each episode, but not – I wouldn't say glacier – Pace. Um, no,
1: I would say glacier pace.
3: Also, <laughs> also, I like the actors. I don't.
1: I, I you know what? Though you touched upon, I, these- I did. I said the same thing. I like the actors. I don't. I. Mean, I don't know whether it's the direction or anything else, but everyone just seems like they're just sort of slogging through this. Well, it's, it's interesting. I think.
3: See, it's interesting. I think you're touching upon something that I agree with, but I guess I find effective, which is. Without giving too much spoilers, well, it's in the first episode. The The crux of the story seems to be so far is that the characters are somewhat t- – the, the the siblings and the, and the husband are somewhat tied together. They all were in this house, and at 3.03 in the morning – well, depending on where you are. It could be midnight if you're mm-hmm. – but, I mean, like, they all wake up at the same time, and there's a connection. They know that, like, maybe something's happened to one of them. Or something so to me what you see as i feel like the actors are kind of sleepwalking i feel like that's deliberate i feel like part of it is that these characters are kind of going in and out of a sense of consciousness and a sense of like looking back so i kind of it's not that you're wrong i think that to me i think that's effective and you don't you don't like it but see to me i think that's i feel like that's what they're supposed to be because they're kind of not sure about what's been happening. So I feel like it's supposed to be kind of dreamlike. So, anyways, but, All so right, I,
0: let's, let, we, let's move on. Let's move on. So I'm going to finish it. Wait, Allison, you are not going to finish it.
1: No, I'm, I'm done. I got through, I managed to get through three episodes and I'm over it.
3: All right. Okay. I will say the next episode is about the drug addict brother, and I think it's pretty touching. If you want to give a woman a chance.
1: No, I really uh,
0: don't.
3: (laughs) 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 Sorry. But I like it. So, all right.
0: All right. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about Daredevil. We're going to talk about the first two episodes. Though, I will say this, uh, in the second episode, all the stuff with the FBI agent and being in debt and getting Fisk out of prison, who I think he ends up, dead at the freaking begin at the end of the second episode so I'm kind of annoyed that we spent so much time on his home life.
1: No, he's no, he's no, still he's alive. Oh, he's he's, he's
0: not dead? Oh, okay. Yeah. I still find him boring. Um, but I don't care how Fisk gets out of jail. Like I don't care about that. I just want him out. So all the rigmarole about love is like a prison and blah 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 blah. Don't care. I do think the stuff with um foggy and uh what's her name oh, god i forgot everyone's name. now karen. karen i like their story what they're doing and and uh i think uh, matt's gonna have some explaining to do about how he's alive and didn't tell them and let them worry and pay for his apartment and crap like that like i'm waiting for that confrontation um but so i like all his stuff and whether he's he's doubting whether or not he's on god's mission or not he's lost his faith he's dealing with this nun he's dealing with the priest all that stuff's fine i really I, it's a little slow but it works to show what he's working through and that the more he gets pounded in the head his hearing goes in and out like all that stuff's great but the fist stuff while he's still in prison and while you know he's negotiating all that, i don't care i don't care about any of that all right your thoughts only the first two episodes for those who have read ahead.
2: Where, where did the first two episodes end?
0: It ended with uh, the FBI point. sharpshooter guy, who I'm pretty sure is Deadshot, uh, showed up and saved
1: Fist's life. The end. Oh, no. I think no. Deadshot is DC. The, the bullseye What's was mine. Deck? Oh, oh he, right. That, that was what I assumed he'd turn uh, out Whichever. Whatever point the guy deck. is that can
0: shoot a target really well. Yeah, uh, he's Poindexter.
2: I think they call him Dex
0: right well it ended with him saving fist's life okay so um what did you guys think of the
1: somewhat slow premiere um see for me i didn't think it was really slow in fact what i appreciated about this is that i i loved the first season of daredevil a lot and the second season i thought just got kind of lost its way, it brought in too many other elements, too many different things going on, the black hand, which I didn't care about, and, and things like that, and what I love about this particular season is that it's getting back to what worked, which is... Getting back to the things happening in Hell's Kitchen, to Daredevil and his issues with himself and with his his friends and all the secrecy and the, you know the this identity issue and uh, you know who does he want to more want to be the Matt Murdock or, or, or the Daredevil devil. right um, and and all of that is working and his I agree his that part is conflict working conflict with yeah. Fisk also. Uh, I think is is at the heart of this and and they're bringing all that back and I thought that was wonderful now I do agree with you that all the stuff about the FBI guy which as far as I've gone because I have gotten further than the first two episodes but even as far as I've gotten I you know I assume that oh well we're learning all about this because he's going to turn out to you know be uh, a bad cop and fiscal use him or whatever and so far that has not turned out to be the case and I don't know why we learned all that <laughs> <laughs> except for the fact that they need to stretch this out to x many episodes and so we needed that filler so we're learning all about his his family and his his sister-in-law is dying of cancer and how his his can't you know his credit cards this aren't is going yawning. This. This
0: is yawning like, right now.
1: i know well it's because it's boring it's like it's if unless it's going to actually pay off in something like that which as far as i've gotten it has not um i don't know why we learned about it we could we could have done something else or just made this maybe one episode shorter okay we didn't i did i don't care about this
0: guy like at all
1: and i do think
0: that they're setting him up as far as he's gonna switch sides because his you know his boss at work is treating him badly won't give him a promotion he's had this the reason he's in debt is because he's saving his sister's life so you understand why he's mm -hmm. why he's in debt except that i'm like Dude. Except that
1: it's as far as as far as I've seen, that has not paid off. And also, it looks like the the person who they're setting up for that for real is is. Hey, uh, you're speaking ahead. Ah, ah, you're ahead. Well, but the, we've seen the sharpshooter guy, and I think that, and we know that, we or at least strongly suspect that he's going to become a classic marvel villain and so if anyone no, is going I to, have didn't. to happen you know, come on i've seen him for five seconds well, you said, and you and you you said he was going to be dead shot which and bills i mean the same thing it's bullseye dead shot it's it's the same character in two different universes so well, to be um, fair i don't really
0: know that much i don't know that much about yeah, well, except that he you know
1: i mean it's a villain and he, his his
0: expertise is sharpshooting well bullseye and, could have been a good guy in the marvel universe i don't know but i, I uh, literally well, don't know
1: but the thing, the thing is I, I just haven't seen that and it, it, that's Netflix disease, you know where they just take something and they feel the need to drag it out forever so they have a certain number of episodes right and so in that sense, I thought they could have tightened it up but other than that and including the scenes with Fisk, I'm really enjoying it um i I like I... the scene where the guy was like, "You're a snitch
0: and I was like your your move, your play at killing Fisk is that seriously like <laughs> dude. Sorry, he he deserved to almost die. Yeah, that was a very uh, the bad only plan. reason he
1: didn't is because that would have been it. He never would have gotten out of prison. I know. So Fisk actually uh, considered
0: it. He was like, "Hmm, maybe I shouldn't kill this guy." Uh, Greg, your thoughts? Oh,
2: uh, it's difficult uh, for me to speak because I have seen more than the first two episodes. Yes, but uh, I told
0: but, you your cutoff point.
2: Uh, yes, but yeah, I I agree that it it did start. It did kind of feel a little slow um but um but i was okay with that because yeah a building just fell on him so right. he's going to have to you know recover uh, come back um and I, I like that he's now you know switched so now he you know he's leaving matt murdock behind and he's going to focus on being a uh, uh, daredevil um and i like all of the philosophical conversations between um him and the nurse and she's a uh, nun Sorry, the nun. Sorry, she's not the nurse, the nun. Um, um, and um, not not to give any spoilers away, but there are some really awesome fight scenes coming up. You've got to tune in. <laughs> it's really I wasn't
0: a- not going to tune in. Like, I almost missed the podcast because I finished <laughs> episode two. And I was like, oh, my God, what happens next? I was about to hit three, and I looked at my watch, and I was like, oh, i got to go do the podcast. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that.
2: Oh, man, it's really awesome. That's all I can say.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed.
0: All right, so we're all thumbs upping Daredevil, except that weird storyline with the FBI guy, which oh my god, I st- I just started fast forwarding him. So yeah, I,
2: yeah. I hope that I hope something happens with that, so it wasn't wasted time.
0: Right. All right. So if you guys have any questions, or comments, send them to TV Campfire gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. You literally get the point. Radio.com, Krypton Radio, Weanopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Okay. Bye.